Hey guys, I'm Cece. And I'm Jess. Welcome to Myth and Macabre, where we dive into the world of the paranormal, supernatural, and everything creepy in between. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the witch Bonnie, who resides in the Lowell Cemetery in Lowell, Massachusetts. Enjoy! Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I am... Great. Are you stoked for some March snow tomorrow? No. <laughs> I don't know why it's snowing in March. I love snow, but I'm ready for spring. I remember that one year we were in high school and it snowed in April. Ugh, I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> I think it was our senior year because the guy I was dating was not in school with us because he had graduated and he came to the parking lot and cleaned off my car and it was the only clean car in the parking lot. That's kind of when sweet. everybody got out of school. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. I, I love snow, but I love snow in January and February, and once March hits, I'm like, I'm over this. I mean, Puxatani Phil saw his shadow, so here we are. I have some really big thoughts about Groundhog Day, because February 1st always means there are six more weeks of winter, but you know. My kids made me get up and watch it, so. <laughs> They're like, I want to see the groundhog. <laughs> Anyway, not as exciting as the groundhog is to your children. (laughs) I figured this week we could talk about a local legend. Okay. And the history behind it. I love that. So this isn't going to be a super long episode because while I was kind of researching, I think this interesting thing happens with people, historical people in like the 16 to 1800s where... When someone is female, you don't get a ton of information about them written down in documents and biographies and things, but you kind of get a lot about the men around them. So yeah, I came across that a lot in like the earlier ones that I was doing. And I don't want to like focus a ton on on the men surrounding the person we're about to talk about, but it kind of makes for a bit of a shorter episode. But I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Quality over quantity. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> So while I was looking for things to research, I kept coming across mentions on most haunted lists and articles about the witch Bonnie, who is from Lowell, Massachusetts. I don't know anything about this. Well, yeah, I didn't, I'd never even heard of her. So I was like, okay, what's going on? Like, why does she keep coming up on all these lists? So I was like, okay, maybe she's just another woman who was like accused of being a witch. I didn't really think much of it, but I was like, okay, it's come up a lot. Let's take a look. So I guess, spoiler alert, the legend is just a legend, but (laughs) it's an interesting one. And I think the burial site is is very cool. Like I saw a lot of pictures and I'm like, I need to add that on my list of things to check out next time I'm in the Lowell area because it's pretty cool. So today I'm going to be talking about the Witch Bonnie in Lowell Cemetery in Lowell, Mass. Woo. That's a lot of Lowell. 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 <laughs> Lowell's a weird, like, city. Like, I don't, I never know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> yeah, so I have a friend that lives near there, and she makes fun of me, so I'm trying to pronounce it the same way she does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lowell. Lowell. <laughs> like, lol, but Lowell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a weird word. So... Legend has it that way back in the days of the witch trials, Clara Bonnie Lilly, that's her full name, was accused of being a witch. She may or may not have denied this fact, but according to the story, she was found to be a witch and sentenced to death. 
And on her way to her death, it said that she vowed she would come back and kill or haunt, depending on which version you're listening to, the families who accused and convicted her. She is a vengeful spirit. All right. And in some versions of the legend, she's even buried with a list of names of the families so that she knows exactly who she's coming back for. Would you forget? I mean, I wouldn't think so, but <laughs> I think it adds a fun element to the, the legend that she's buried with this list it of does. people she's coming back for. And so despite being married, I think her husband is also buried in the same plot as her, but she's married. She's buried like with her parents in this plot. It's like a family plot. Okay. And there is this, I think judging by the pictures, it's like bigger than real life scale statue of a woman on top of their tomb that is said to be Clara. And I linked a web, like a website in the show notes that has pictures of it because it's kind of hard to explain, but she's standing very tall. Her arms are outstretched to the side and she's holding this kind of like shroud looking thing. Like it's, it kind of looks a little bit like a blanket, kind of a little bit like a shroud across she's holding in her hands and it kind of lays across the top of her head almost like a cloak okay quick question because i'm dumb what's the difference between like a shroud and like a shawl and a blanket and a what what is a shroud (laughs) well i know a death shroud is the blanket you put over people who are dead i don't know if it's just another word for it okay yeah i'm like because i always know like the shot Shroud of what it Turan the Turin, yeah. Turan, yeah. Like the Jesus one. Yeah. Um, like I've always heard about it, but Because like, that was like over his face. Yeah, I'm like, isn't this just like a sheet that you So it does kind of look like a big sheet. Like somebody referred to it as a cloak and then I was looking at the statue and I was like, mm, she's not really wearing it. She's kind of like holding it and it's like billowing behind her. This statue, by the way, is like a beautiful piece of art. Whoever crafted it was obviously like very talented. There's like really beautiful drapery and pleating going on in a lot of the fabric that's in it. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's kind of cool. So she's got her arms outstretched. She has this kind of shroud blanket, whatever you want to call it, that kind of (laughs) rests over her head as though it was a cloak. And she's wearing this almost like toga type dress that's very low cut, which is significant. Or I wouldn't have mentioned it otherwise. I mean, I feel like anything that was low cut in the... 1600s? Is that where we are? So, uh, 1800s. 1800s, yeah. Anything low cut. I mean, like, you couldn't show your ankles, so. so no, this is yeah. actually, like, legitimately, from some angles, it looks like it's not even covering her. Oh. Like, it's, it's very low cut. Okay. Which is part of the legend, okay. <laughs> which is why I mentioned it. So the legend continues on to say that every year, once October hits, her dress starts to slip lower and lower. And the part of why people think that is because... The way the drapery of the sculpture is like sculpted, (laughs) it from different angles looks like it sits at different points on her chest. Okay, so it's like an optical illusion. A little bit, yeah. So this legend says that once October hits, the dress starts to slip. And if it slips down to her waist, so completely exposing her, by Halloween or on Halloween, that the witch Bonnie's soul is freed from its tomb... Some legends say she is reborn, but I think it's more that her her spirit has come back to, to life. Mm-hmm. And she spends the entirety of All Hallows' Eve wandering the city, looking for the family members of the people who accused her and convicted her so that she can exact her revenge. Okay. Some versions of the legend also talk about 
So her statue has these like really, I think when it was sculpted or carved, I don't really know. It was probably cast. So it was probably carved and then a mold and then it was cast. But I digress. However, her eyes were created. They're kind of deep set. So as time and rain and the elements have kind of done its damage to this statue, the spot where her eyes are are like almost black. Oh, creepy. Super creepy. And they, some people claim that they're staring into space, like not into space, but up to the skies. Mm -hmm. Some people claim that they're staring across the cemetery and where if you kind of follow her gaze across the cemetery, there is this giant carved lion on top of another tomb. Okay. On top of the tomb, fun fact, of the man after which the city Ayer was named. He's buried there. Okay. He was a pharmaceutical person and used to make all kinds of different medications. I looked him up. <laughs> that, that sounds fun. On top of his tomb is a gigantic lion sculpture. Like I think one of the articles I read said it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of sculpture. Like that just of this big lion. Like is it made of marble? Like what is it? I think it might be. Okay. I'm like why is <laughs> they, it so They even expensive? cover it every winter so that it's not exposed to the elements. Like it is like this huge okay. statue. And she's kind of looking across the cemetery toward this statue. And some people in some versions of their legends say that this statue is like her guardian. And when she awakes on Halloween to exact her revenge, so does this lion. And she stalks through Lowell, this ghostly apparition with this lion trying to exact her revenge. Is this lion also an apparition or is this like a lion, like a live lion? Well, it's a legend. <laughs> so Listen, I think it is I just, I want in the ears of the beholder, <laughs> so to speak. But otherwise, when it's not spooky season, people believe that the witch Bonnie's statue and this lion guard the Lowell Cemetery. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I, like I was like, oh, I kind of like it better than the whole like exacting revenge story. But as for weird hauntings and occurrences, people go out to see the witch Bonnie. It's said that a lot of people in kind of pagan and Wiccan communities will leave offerings for her. So usually at the foot of her statue, there are beads and candles and like little coins. Like one of the pictures showed like a bunch of coins like lined up around her feet and like mm -hmm. between her toes and like kind that's of the, kind of neat. That's the thing that some people do. They'll do like I know that my husband, when he goes to the cemetery, will leave a coin. Yeah, I think it's kind of that same idea. I did find one article that kind of made me chuckle where they're like, some people leave beer cans for her. And I was like, that's litter. That's, <laughs> that's not an offering. That's litter. But one of the more interesting things that is said to happen at the Witch Bonnie statue and tomb is that there have been a lot of reports, actually, from ghost hunters, even from one blogger that I found that batteries and electronics tend to die around her statue. Mm -hmm. I guess ghost hunters got like really big EMF readings around her. So I think that something electromagnetic is going on there. But even one of the bloggers I found who was kind of writing more about the facts than the fiction of the legend mentioned that she got back to her car and she has one of those cars that's like push to start where mm -hmm. you need the key fob. Yep. And her key fob was suddenly dead and she couldn't start her car to leave. Oh. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I have one of those push to starts with the key fob. And let me tell you, that battery, even when it says it's dying, it's not dead. 
Like, right? You would know if your battery was dying. I was like, I've never heard of anybody's key fob battery, like, dying and leaving them in a lurch. Like, <laughs> so it was kind of an interesting, like, it just kind of fell in line with what people say mm-hmm. kind of happens at this site. So that's kind of the whole legend. Like, it's it's not a long legend. It's not, you know anything overly intricate but I thought it was kind of a cool legend kind of like the idea of like this spirit comes back and you know is gonna get her revenge it kind of gave me like hocus pocus vibes okay yeah (laughs) I can see that she doesn't seem like despite the age that has happened to the statue where her eyes look really kind of creepy like otherwise the statue doesn't look overly witchy so it just I don't know it like I said it kind of gave me hocus pocus vibes Mm mm-hmm So what is the the kind of fact behind it? Who is the woman behind this legend? And like I said earlier, I kind of had a really hard time finding a ton about her. There's a lot of information about her father. There's a lot of information about her husband. And kind of between the two of them, I was kind of able to cobble together what I would assume is the story of her life and kind of a picture of her lifestyle. Yeah. So I will kind of go into that. But other than kind of the facts about her her being born and her being dead and the fact that she had a daughter, honestly, there's not a ton out there about Clara Bonnie Lily. Do we find out who accused her of witchcraft and why? Kind of. Okay. <laughs> I will let you get there. Yes. So the there's not a cut and dry answer to that, although I guess ultimately it's no. But... <laughs> That's more cut and dry than I thought. So Clara Bonnie Lily was born Clara Bonnie. She had not been married. Lily is her married name. Oh, that's her last name. I thought she just had like a lot of first names. Oh, no. I guess I should have clarified that. I didn't even think of that. So Clara Bonnie is her name when she is born. Lily is her married name tacked on to the end. Okay. It seems like a lot of people from that time period had that kind of going on. Like... Everybody had two last names. You had, like, your last name that was your maiden name and then your last name that was your married name. Yeah. I don't know. Makes sense to me. So she was born on June 19th, 1855, as the only child to Arthur Perkins Bonnie and his wife, Emma Call Bonnie. Oh, wait. So Bonnie was her... Okay. I'm just so lost. I'm sorry. (laughs) I am slow. Bonnie is her dad's last name. (laughs) It's not like Clara Bonnie. Okay. I got it. Nope. I get it. Which also I thought was kind of interesting that she's called the Witch Bonnie when it's like her maiden name. And she was married before she passed away. Mm -hmm. But either way. So she is a descendant of William Bradford, who was the second governor of Plymouth County. And I guess right off the bat, we can count out the story of her being a witch and being tried as a witch in the Salem Witch Trials. Or somebody on one website I saw tried to claim that there were Lowell Witch Trials. Maybe there was. But... I know that a lot of different, like, communities had witch trials. We all just kind of focus on Salem. True. And honestly, Lowell's not that far from Salem. But she was born 150 years after the witch trials. Yeah, I was going to say, we're in, like, the 1800s, right? Yeah. So, like, kind of right off the bat, this legend is likely very false. (laughs) So her father, Arthur Perkins Bonney, was a notable and respected man in town. He grew up in Lowell, and in 1848, so a few years before uh, Clara was born, he was admitted to the bar, so he became a lawyer, at a prestigious firm in the city. 
And then a few years later, he married. And four years later, they had Clara. So once again, I don't have a ton of information about her, but we're trying to kind of go off of what Mm -hmm. we know of the people around her. And Clara was born. He goes on to argue like cases in front of the Supreme Court. He's involved with laws that deal with railroads and banks. He represents a whole bunch of businesses throughout Lowell and their legal dealings. So I think it's kind of safe to say that Clara wasn't like not well to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's the daughter of like a prestigious lawyer in town. I think so like one of the rumors that has to do with Clara Bonnie was that she was like this mill girl at this nearby mill that is also said to be haunted. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't make sense. Like she's the daughter of somebody who holds a pretty significant position in town. Right. So we've got a couple of legends about Clara and none of them seem to be right. (laughs) Maybe she did work at a mill. I just, in my head, like I said, we didn't have a ton of information about her herself, but like, I just can't imagine the daughter of someone prestigious in town being in like a child labor position. Yeah, no, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Makes sense. So it also kind of is important to note that As Clara grew up, she didn't really fall from status. So she was kind of the daughter of this prestigious person. And in April of 1891, she got married to Charles Sumner Lilly. And at this point, she is kind of in like spinster status. She's in her late 30s. Okay. Or mid to late 30s. I think she's 36. But so she gets married to Charles Sumner Lilly. And Charles Sumner Lilly is also in the legal field. (laughs) He came up from a long line of manufacturers in the cotton industry. And after a short period of time designing carpets, he decides to take the bar. And in 1877, he starts practicing law in Lowell. And his career just completely takes off and booms. He ends up having three non-consecutive terms for the Senate. He is nominated for multiple congressional honors. And in 1893, just two years after marrying Clara, he's appointed a superior court justice. Mm -hmm. So he's also not not well-to-do. So, like, I kind of, I think this idea, like, when you think of people who were accused of being witches, even though at this point I think she's well beyond the time that would have made sense for her to be accused as a witch. Yeah. Even then, like, usually people that were accused of, being witches were people we kind of talked about it in the Connecticut witch trials episode. They're usually people who are ostracized from their community or yeah, not, not well liked. They're kind of people that somebody's got something against. Yeah, it's not like the prominent members that are, you know, carrying the unless community. it was a prominent member who was super well like unliked by lots of people. And it doesn't seem like her father or her husband were. There mm-hmm. are lots of records of her husband being very well liked in the community. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it just kind of doesn't fall into it, right? And if you weren't accused of being a witch for being somebody who was kind of lower class and ostracized, sometimes it was like because you were kind of old and maybe a little bit eccentric. Like there's kind of the whole like crone mentality for witch, like witchery. And she doesn't seem like she was either one of those. Mm -hmm. So... It's kind of, to me at this point, obviously the legend is completely false in my head. She, I don't know. She just, she seems like 
she was a pretty cool person, I guess. I, I don't really know anything about her, but she seems like she was just kind of living her life and doing her thing. Yeah, just like an 1800s housewife. Housewife. Yeah. And so in 1891, she was married, and tragically, she dies in 1894. Mm-hmm. So her marriage was short-lived. During that time, I couldn't actually find what year it happened. During that time, she did have a daughter, there was some back and forth about whether or not she had died during childbirth, I guess, on her death certificate, which I could not actually find myself. But another article I had found was talking about her death certificate mm-hmm. said that she had died of pyamia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's a sepsis caused by bacteria from an abscess entering your bloodstream. Okay. So... Reading that, to me, that doesn't sound like a childbirth-related thing. It doesn't. But maybe she was on bed rest. It sounds like it maybe could have been something more along the lines of, like, coming from a bed sore. Well, yeah, and you said she was older when she got married. She was, yeah. So she passed away by the time she was 40. But So I was like, okay, I guess I could maybe see the link. But between not knowing the year that her daughter was born... And knowing that, or having read that her death certificate says that it was this other thing, I don't know how connected they were. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, her death completely like destroyed her husband. He stepped down from the Aww. superior court and started just working on kind of local things. It, he was very distraught by her death. That's so sad. That's what I was too. I was oh, one of the articles I found said like the only thing that haunts the Lowell Cemetery regarding Clara Bonnie is like the grief of her husband. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's really sad. And kind of the last thing about her life that I think really further distances her, this idea of her being a witch, is that she was, her funeral services were held in a local Unitarian church, which if people thought she was a witch, she's not having funeral services in a church. Yeah, nobody would have let that happen. <laughs> yeah, and it was well attended. According to the Lowell Sons, July 21st, 1894 edition, there was, quote, a very large assembly of mourners following the body to its last resting place. And they included multiple judges, tons of lawyers in town, and even the governor. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine (laughs) if she was somebody who anybody thought was really anything less than upstanding, honestly, not even just a witch, that you wouldn't have this kind of fanfare around your funeral. Yeah. So this kind of left me, like I said, unfortunately, I couldn't find a ton about her herself. Couldn't find anything about her daughter. Okay. I was going to ask, do we know if the daughter lived or? Couldn't find anything about when she was born. Couldn't find anything about where she lived. Couldn't find anything about where she died. She's not buried in the family plot. The best I can think is that maybe she married into another family and by having a last name Mm -hmm. got a little harder to track down. It wasn't on like Ancestry.com looking for her family history. So maybe (laughs) there's a better connection, but just kind of from public databases Mm -hmm. could not find anything at all about this daughter. Okay. There was a mention that when her husband stepped down from the superior court, it was so that he could raise his daughter. Okay. In the biography of him that I found, there was a comment about how she was a student, but nothing like that's weird though, that in like his biography, they wouldn't, Talk about her more. 
Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just it was well. So like it was his biography. There was like a comment in it about how he had married Clara Lily or Clara Bonnie, and then it's just like in this year he married her. She she died in this year. They had a child, and I was like, that's like all her life is reduced to. But we have this humongous legend around her. (laughs) I just don't get it. I'm confused. But so we don't know a ton about her, and I kind of was disappointed that we didn't. But then all I could think was like, okay, but where did this idea that she was a witch come from? Yeah, I, I need answers. Like I'm confused. And I, I couldn't find anything. So it kind of was look it kind of led me in this direction where I don't know if you recall the Emily's Bridge episode from season one, mm-hmm. where we were kind of talking about how the rumors of the haunting started in like the sixties or seventies. Yeah. I was trying to see if there was something similar for this. Like was there some period of time where no one ever remembered there being a legend before? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Something to kind of bring about the origin of her story. Yeah, something like, I don't know, kids sitting around a campfire and seeing a creepy statue. Yeah, it was like, maybe this came from the satanic panic mm-hmm. in the 70s. Like, I, I, where did it come from? And I couldn't find anything. <laughs> the only thing I could even find like discussing why this might have been a thing was an article that I will link in the show notes because it was kind of interesting and not super long about the link between women that have witchy legends around them that do not have witchy histories. Okay. That's and nice. I was like, first off, whoever decided to put this information together, thank you. This is kind <laughs> of interesting and I had not con- like considered it. But the big thing that they speculate to be the connection and to be why they mentioned Clara Bonnie in the article as to why she might have this legend is simply because she has a unique and kind of ominous tombstone. Oh, so so it's because she has a statue on her tomb, pretty much? Basically. Okay. Which I was like, what? I don't... What? <laughs> like, how does that work? So I kind of continued reading into it. And there were other things in the article, too, kind of what I touched on earlier, this, like, fear of the crone or, like, people who say angry or ominous, vengeful things on their deathbed, which neither of those really applied to Clara. But the idea behind the theory is not too far flung from the mentality of witch accusations in the witch trial days. Okay. It's kind of the essay talks about how, like, these stories get made up to explain why there is a weird gravestone. Maybe she just wanted a statue on her <laughs> gravestone. I was like, I think, her, I think her husband just really missed her. But <laughs> it kind of cited some different instances of different phenomena of this, I guess, for lack of a better word, across the country. Mm-hmm. And like one of them that they cited was a woman in Florida who has a gravestone that reads doubly dead in that she died so young and people were like oh well legend says you have to kill a witch twice so that must mean she was a witch no in reality it's quoting an Edgar Allan Poe poem that he wrote about (laughs) his wife being ill so it was like not really that she was a witch it was just that this like cryptic thing was on her headstone right and they think that kind of the same thing happened with Clara Bonnie Lily is that like She has this big statue, the way it has aged, the eyes are like dark and deep, and it's kind of spooky looking. And Mm -hmm. I think that people just kind of made up a story to explain why it was spooky looking. And it stares at a 
I had a lion all day. The lion is so cute, too. It's like a sad lion. <laughs> I, I love it. I was like, I need to go just to see the lion. But you can't go see it in the winter because it's covered. Good to know. But so they kind of, and that was kind of the best explanation I could find. No, that makes sense. Is And like there were some other ones that they cited where like if a gravestone had kind of a, an unconventional image on it. People might make up a story. And they're not always about witches. This article kind of focused on them. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of this idea that when something is out of the ordinary, people will make up a story as to why it is that way. Which, that, that tracks. That yeah. makes sense. And to have some of these graves that have things that are out of the ordinary and maybe a little creepy, <laughs> they're going to make up a, a more nefarious or more macabre story about mm-hmm. it. So as far as I can tell, I think between this powerful, prominent pose of this woman and these eyes that are like black holes, like staring (laughs) out, and the outfit that's kind of scandalous and risque, which I actually think, Mm -hmm. depending on when this legend came around, could have very well been a big piece of what was going on. This like kind of immodest woman in this statue. And perhaps even the idea that she died relatively young. I mean, she was 40, so she wasn't... It's not like she died in her early 20s, but she wasn't super old either. Yeah, no, I mean, that was still young for, like, that wasn't, like, the average age of yeah, death for people. Yeah, exactly. So you have this kind of maybe potentially scandalously clad woman who looks like she's kind of up to something in this post. Because this post, she's got her arms out like wings. Like, it, she, it's so cool looking. I have to go look it up. But, yeah, I think it's just something where, like, people just decided, like... She must be a witch. She, that looks like somebody who would put a curse on you. Oh. I really think that's all that it was. That's and it. it's so kind of weird to me that, like, people have continued to circulate this story. Like I said, there are articles talking about how people go and leave offerings at this statue. And she sounds like she was just, like, a prominent figure's wife. And daughter. And daughter. I do think the thing about the batteries is cool. That is cool. I don't know, and I maybe should have looked into it. I don't know a ton about, like, electromagnetic frequency. No, I don't either. I know a lot of it has to do with, like, electrical impulses. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the fact that, like, so I think I couldn't get an actual, like, measurement of the statue. It looks like it's, like, six or seven feet tall. Okay. It's huge. It's big. And it's metal. So I'm wondering if... I I was going to ask, do we know what it's made of? I'm pretty sure, based on the way it kind of has tarnished and patinaed over time, I I think it's metal. It might be like brass or bronze or something. So it might just be interfering with... That's kind of what I'm kind of wondering, is I'm like, is it something where... It's in Lowell. Lowell, it's... Lowell. That's how I normally say it, and I get made fun of. (laughs) But it's like... Lowell's not particularly rural. Okay. Rural. We're getting into a lot of words that are hard to say. I can't say that word. But Lowell's like a bustling city. So I figure there's a chance that like you've got a lot of electrical energy just around. Because mm-hmm. I, I know when we did our ghost tour in Providence, sometimes just being near a streetlight would make like the EMF reader yeah. twitch a little bit. You're surrounded by stuff like that and standing next to a giant metal antenna, essentially, right? Like, yeah. I, I just wonder if it's not so much that it kills batteries, but makes whatever you're using need to work harder to do what it's doing, and it just drains the battery. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about how, like, 
Like that to Batteries me was the only part like, that is kind of unexplainable, but I think is yeah. still explainable by people smarter than me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know that like metal can affect electricity and things like that. So that makes sense. I just don't know exactly how it works. Yeah. And like I said, we're not talking about like an eight inch tall statue on a tomb. Right. This, like is, it's this is huge. So while that part's a little spooky, definitely kind of gives it that like, ooh, kind of campfire vibe because you could go there and your electronics might get a little twitchy or die. <laughs> and there have been a lot of accounts about Like of all of the things about her legend, I think that's the one that maybe holds the most water. Mm-hmm. I think that like it's probably still easily explained away. <laughs> but so, I mean... Ultimately, it was kind of a little lackluster in terms of the history behind this legend. But I thought it was kind of worth showcasing because this is this legend, like I said, turns up on tons of lists of like most haunted spots in New England, haunted cemeteries to check out, haunted, you know, Mm -hmm. hot spots. Like there's really. But really, is it? Is it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's the best way to put it. But really, is it? Like, so I thought it was worth talking about. Yeah. But unfortunately, because it sounds like Clara just lived a pretty average life for the time, there's not a whole lot to say about her. I mean, that that's good, but sad. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I kind I'm of, glad she had like a good life. <laughs> I guess that was kind of, I was like thinking about it. And I was like, oh, that's so sad that there's like not much more on her. But like, is it? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm like, isn't that kind of the norm, right? Like. The people you write about and that have biographies that survive history are like people that did a lot of notable things or were infamous for something. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds like she just lived a pretty regular life. Like, yep. and now after her death, people are accusing her of being a witch, which is a weird turn of things. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the story of the witch Bonnie in Lowell, Mass at the Lowell Cemetery. I definitely recommend checking out the show notes and at least clicking through to see some of the pictures. We will post one on our social media post as well Mm -hmm. of her statue and of, I think it's actually called like the Ayer Lion because it's on the tomb of this gentleman whose last name is Ayer. That makes sense. It's super cool. (laughs) They're they're cool to look at. I'm going to go look it up when I get home. The combination of the two of them, this is like a total side note. And if anybody is still listening to us ramble, cool. The combination of the idea of the two of them roaming Lowell gives me super uh, strength tarot card vibes with the woman in the yes. line. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That was what I thought of when I was reading about it, which I was like, oh, well, I'm kind of glad that Clara is associated with something strong. Yeah. But yeah, that is all I have today about the witch Bonnie. Well, thank you. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry it wasn't more uh, nefarious and filled with hauntings and murder and all that good stuff. You know what? Not everything needs to be nefarious. That's that's where I felt it. (laughs) Sometimes you just need a good story. We hope you enjoyed today's look at the Witch Bonnie in Lowell, Mass. Next week, we are going to be talking about the Exeter incident, which, if I am not mistaken, is UFOs. It is. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Myth and Macabre. If you have any stories that you want to hear us cover, if you have any stories you want to share, if you just want to say hi or anything, uh, feel free to send us an email at mythandmacabre at gmail.com. Bye.